I want to talk to you about being beautiful both inside and out. Lots of people across this city and across this nation will talk about Mary and Martha, Mary the mother of Jesus. They may talk about Eunice. They may talk about just a number of women in the Bible. And they were all wonderful. But I don't even want to talk about the women of the day, like Martha Stewart, Celine Dion, Beyonce, J-Lo. I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift and Melinda Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Viola, Viola Davis, Joyce Meyer, Betty Crocker, Mother Teresa, Angela Bassett, and the list goes on. But today, I want to talk to you about you. And in talking to you about you, I will be talking about me. Because we are a collective body, a nation of women. And as women of God, we need to know how we ought to behave, not just in the house of God, but in your house, in the White House, in the courthouse, in whatever house you dwell in. You should know how to come into that house as a woman of God first, before your degrees, before all those letters behind your name, all of that stuff. I don't care how many dollar signs, but when it all boils down, who are you and what makes you beautiful? And the person that really needs to know that more than anyone on this green earth is you because it really doesn't matter what I think of you. What truly impacts another person's life is what you think about you. I told you it wasn't gender specific. Men, I know you've had a hard time, but I just came by this morning to say, we've come as women to encourage our husbands, our brothers, our uncles, our grandpa, our businessmen, all of you. We love and appreciate you. And we apologize first and foremost for anything that we have done to strip you of your incredible, your incredible place in our lives. Ladies, will you join me in applauding the men of this house? and around the universe. We thank you. We need you to be in front of us. We want you to take your rightful place. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I see my husband slipped out to escort his sisters. But I know that in talking to you about you, I've mentioned and I know that many of you have been frustrated, overwhelmed, and some of us depressed in these last 12 months. But I came to say to you, it is over. The light of glory is upon you and it's available to you. And I want you to take off your house dress. I want you to go brush your teeth. I want you to put a few curls in your hair and stop snatching it back. Take that hat off. Slap on some makeup and some lipstick behind that mask. 
You've been muzzled too long. And I release you in the name of Jesus to live again, to breathe again, to just be you. And together, we can encourage each other to get back on our watch. Amen? I am... Uh, I want to read to you a few things that they're saying about us in surveys across America. They say things like, you are highly pressured with balancing family and work, trying to decide what degree, what job to take, which job to quit. You are being bombarded with too many opportunities, but really making too many poor decisions. The more opportunities seem like the more bad decisions you're making. They said that you are overworked and underpaid as it compares to our male counterparts. You struggle to embrace and understand your personal purpose and potential. And I struggled. I was going to have about five or seven of, of age women, women of wisdom, and I was going to bring some uh, rocking chairs up here. And I was going to have them sit and we were going to do like a talk show. And I, I tell you why I wanted to do it. I think these few little things that I've said that America is saying about us is for this reason. We have shut grandma down. And the reason we're making all these crazy decisions is because we won't listen to grandma them. I, I tell you, God gave me a vivid picture about young, especially young married executives and people that really believe they have made it. I, 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 I saw in my mind God was showing me that you young folks, you young couples, you got all this success and you bring grandma, you put her on a plane, you may drive and go get her, bring her to the big house. And grandma come into the house, you got two or three kids and you just showing grandma, you giving her the grand tour of all you have accomplished and all you've done. Then you say, Grandma, it's time to eat. You, you fixed a fancy meal and you, you brought her to the table and you gave her the finest china and silverware and all these things. And while she's sitting at the table, you still smacking your lips. You talking, but not one word from grandma. And then after all of that, you eat the fine entrees and all of that. And then you bring out this fancy uh, cheesecake and, and say, Grandma, would you like some? She nods and you put a little bit on a saucer, and then after all of that, everything is done. It's, oh, Grandma, it's about time to go. But what's wrong with that scenario? Not one time did you let Grandma say anything. Kids are running all over the place. It's a beautiful place. Everything is in order, as you think. But the problem with young families these days is you won't listen to anybody. And God forbid to bring grandma into your house, show her all this stuff, and you don't even realize the stuff you got because grandma was praying before you got here. Somebody say, hallelujah. So I gingerly say, you need to look around. Who's around? Your help is right where you left it. We need wisdom. Galen, we need wisdom. We need to stop talking and listen to Grandma, Big Mama, Gigi, Nana. We need to listen again because it brought them a long way. And it'll take us further than what we could ever imagine. 
It's good to have nice things, but don't let nice things have you. Praise God. Praise God. I want to say that there's a few more here. It says you're constantly fighting feelings of self-hatred and being the ugly one in the room. These are true things. They're talking about us. And I can lift my hand and say, I, I felt that before. If you be honest, I believe you have too. You spend many hours thinking about financial security and dreading your future. I want us, as women of God, to come back to ourselves. Come back to the foundation of why we call ourselves kingdom citizens. In a nation, from one side of this room to the other, we should have a lot of similarities and not a lot of discombobulation. Because as it is, we've got to get on one accord. We've got to define what a real kingdom of God woman is. Who is she? What does she look like? What are her attributes? What's the character of a godly woman? How does she raise her children? How does she honor and submit and obey, obey? Why are you taking that out of the wedding vows? God put it in. We've got to know what it looked like. So these young girls, these young damsels that can look upon us like a city that is full of lights can say, I want to be like her. I charge you women to step up and become that light that other women across this city, across this room can say, when I grow up, I want to be just like her. When I get married, I want to be a wife just like her. You know what I mean. Don't be silly. I'm not talking about be just like me. But there should be some things, some fruit on my tree that that young woman should say, I want fruit like that on my tree. Amen? I don't know why I'm yelling. But anyway, listen. And I know, I guess this is why. Life is very loud right now. And some of you are not going to hear grandma, you're not going to hear me, you're not going to hear anybody because there's so much chatter. You, you got your, you, your, your radars are so congested with noise until when truth does show up, it's just muzzled out, snuffed out. But I'm telling you, today I'm going to help you understand that you need to get in a place of quietness. And shut out all the noise so you can really hear what God is saying to you specifically. What he's saying to me, he may not be saying to you. Right? So we want to be in a place where we can hear God and hear him clearly so we won't keep making poor decisions. Have you ever imagined what life would be like? Flawless? Not your skin. Not a run in your pantyhose. But knowing as a woman of God, that you're on a path that's been walked out just for you and you're walking therein. That's a beautiful life. There's no worry on that path. There's no anxiety on that path. There's no depression on that path. Because you know in the kingdom we call it purpose. Your potential. The PPP. 
purpose, potential, and your passion. You can have it all by the grace of God. The word of God says you can do all things through Christ that have strengthened you. But it all starts on the inside. You all received, I think, frames. I was trying to get mirrors, but frames will do. I want you to just see the you that you can become in the frame. And the good news is you can change that photo anytime you want. Because in this female perspective, we go through seasons. Some up, some down, but we're still standing by the grace of God. I want to be a real woman. I really do. I, I don't want to be anything else. I, I'm trying to do this woman thing with finesse, with glamour, with the grace of God. I am. I, I, I just, I, even if there's no lights, I want to shine. When I walk into the room, I want to be brighter than the LED lights. When I walk in the room, I want someone to say, what is that silhouette? What they don't know is the Holy Ghost. He's a keeper. He's a buckler. He's a shield of protection. He, he's my counselor. He's my wardrobist. He does everything well. He's my lawyer, my doctor in a courtroom. He's everything to me. I don't play with him. I see him high and lifted up. Do you know God has been good to me? That's just my testimony. I'm the firstborn of three. So I have big shoes to fill. I have Callie Williams that's walking in and out of courtrooms. And I want her to understand, I don't care what kind of degrees you get. The chief judge that sits in the courts of heaven, he knows everything before it happens. And if you can just tap into him, Callie, you can win every case. He'll show you the inside scoop while everybody trying to figure it out. Jesus, he's already worked it out. Oh, I'm talking about Jesus. Oh, Jesus. If you're calling like that, he'll show up. Don't be timid. Don't be timid. You can be washing the dishes, washing clothes, curling your hair. Yeah, hey, Jesus, oh, Jesus. I got this from my mom down on Zetus Road. All right, let me just tell you about these people, these pictures. I'm going to tell you the platform in which I stand. Everything that's about me, I'm standing on the prayers and the supplication of these women right here is the vehicle, the womb that brought me to earth. My mother, May Ethel Wilcher. Right here is the mother of my husband, Lily Mae Williams. Some kind of woman. She pushed out 15 children. Oh. And I move on down here. 
this precious soul that shares my birthday, Maddie Pearl Williams. <laughs> Look out, God. It just keeps getting gooder and gooder and gooder. Oh, thank you, Maddie Pearl. Then this little girl, my legacy, when her dad and I came together, now I gotta walk up right. I gotta wear some big shoes because Callie came to be. Callie too has impacted my life. She was watching me before you got to watch me. You understand? Making me cross my T's and dot my I's. And then later on in the kingdom, Pastor Martin hooked up with Dr. Miles Monroe and brought this jewel into my life. Pastor Ruth Monroe, who is with the Lord right now. I salute you, Sister Ruth. I bless you. She taught me about how to dress, how to walk into the room, how to love my husband and other women in the church. Oh, Lord. And then out of my union with my husband, Josh has now taken a wife. Right here. Vanessa, you don't want to know what she had to go through. She had to come through all of them to get up here. She's been tested. She was on the assembly line, and she stayed on there. She took it for eight long years. We said, Vanessa, don't you slow down. Don't you slow down, and Josh, don't you get quicker. Eight long years, taking a bath, washing her mind, washing her soul, making sure that when she hooked up with him, she would be a precious gift that wouldn't stifle the grace of God on our lives. And then this woman right here, Pastor Juanita Smith, is the reason to our family down on Zetus Road in Mississippi. I don't have a prejudiced bone in my Mississippi body because of this woman as a part of the Wilchers family. She handmade my dresses. Pastor Juanita was praying for us. She ate with us. She makes a sweet potato pie better than my mom. But what she instilled in me is that even though there was a black and white issue down south, in Jesus himself. Hallelujah. I am just so full this morning of what they've invested in my life. Who's in your life? Who would you display up here? And then Pastor Janice Strong, Bishop Strong's wife. Wisdom. She can pray you through three nights, no water, no food, just anointing you with anointed oil. You go to sleep and she's praying. You wake up and she's praying, anointing you. I give thanks and honor to God for her being a part of my platform. Will you put your hands together for all of these? Thank you.
I do charge you women. Who would your list, what would your list entail? Who are these women? You need to get a dream team. Not just for a season, but forever. You're going to need them. I can't begin to tell you how much I've drawn out of them as gifts. And each one of them provides to me life like none other. Praise God. They're beautiful to me. They're precious to me. I do life with them. I wanted them to receive me as good ground. I didn't just take, but I wanted to sow my honor and my obedience to the things that they taught me. That even though a few of them are not with me, I am still bound by the covenant that I have with them. What about you? I want to read a couple of scriptures about the beautiful inside and out. Genesis 1, 31. It says, read that with us, please. Then God. Everything God has made is good. And for you to think anything less of yourself is an insult to God. You don't need another pair of shoes. You don't need another invitation to any other parties. You need to come to terms that you were made with the almighty hands of God. And just the way you are, young woman, listen to me. You are good. And if you continue to walk in the ways of God, you will be good until you're 99 and beyond. I am trying my best to build confidence in women again. I know what it was like. I am not the person that's standing under these lights. I had to learn by these women that invested their time and their effort in me that I was made by God's hands and that he breathed in me all good things. And I want you to embrace that today. Amen? All right. I, I want to talk to you about, I want us to read uh, in the Passion uh, Version, Psalms 139 and 13. Will you go there? Psalms 139 and starting at the first, at the 13th verse. Listen to this. It's God, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. It's in the word, the interpretation of this scripture. And wove them all together in my mother's womb. And you think you just popped up on your birthday. God had a plan on getting here. You are not a mishap. 
You're not a date and a month. You are purposed. You are intentional. You are priceless to the scheme of things. God had need of you. And he still is counting on you understanding his desire is for you. You should not desire anything more than understanding your relationship with him. Glory. It, it goes on to say, thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. And men would say, amen. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazed me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. And you running around talking to girlfriends that don't know themselves, asking them who you are. I'm trying to get you back to the foundation of where you came from. She don't know because she screwed up. Birds of the same feather, I heard them say in Mississippi, flock together. So how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body. When you created me in the secret place, he didn't just do it in the back seat of a car. There was a special place. He carefully, skillfully, he shaped you from nothing to something. You, you saw me, God, when you created me to be, before I became me, you saw me. Before I've ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. Maybe that's why the word of God says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And it goes on to say how precious and how wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awoke this morning, you are still with me. What kind of assurance is that? He said, I'll never leave you. Like some, like most. I'll never leave you. And not only will I not leave you, I don't care what you do, I'll never forsake you because I'm God. I'm Father God, Abba, Daddy God. That's who I am. So when you're by yourself and nobody's picking up, nobody's addressing your text messages, will you just remember? He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Mama didn't answer, but God is always available. If we just call him. He will answer. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. That's a beautiful passage of the word of God. Read it for yourself. So let's talk about beautiful and being, what is beauty? In the regular dictionary, it says a it's a combination of qualities such as your shape, your color, your form, that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. That's where we basically hang our hat, right? Oh, that's pretty. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. And what you're saying is, I'm not to yourself, right? You know, 
Because I don't see a lot of us saying, I'm beautiful. I'm bold. I'm gorgeous. I'm glamorous. I like me. I'm pretty. I'm nice. But we're looking outward. But I want us to really see law and pause on what beauty to me really is. It's that inner beauty. And these are the things that your moms used to talk about. Grandma and them. They would say, girl, I don't care about your calves being big. Do you know where you came from? In this family, we got big legs. And, and, and I'm, I'm struggling because everybody in school got skinny legs. And they didn't look like me. You know what I'm saying? Some, something. <laughs> some things. Some things in your family genes are specific to you. Blue eyes run in your family, not in my family. But that makes me no more beautiful than you. You understand? We got we to gotta think about this foolishness that we have allowed to be entrapped in our minds. We have been entangled with a lot of garbage. But inner beauty is this. It can be described as something that's experienced through a person's character rather than by one's what? Appearance. That's only surface. I don't know one mother that when those children came out of you, you were disappointed by what they looked like on the appearance. We need to understand that every person that was born on the universe that's sucking air, God made you just the way you are. And there's a reason for it. And we're not to categorize each other as being, oh, she's pretty, she's ugly. Oh, he's handsome, but my God, what happened to him? I want us to get above this foolishness. We have been created by God. And we don't want to belittle the creation that God has made. Young woman, forget about self-esteem and look to the maker. He made you. Turn the lights on. Maybe if you get out of that dark place, you can really see how beautiful you really are. Amen? So it's that inner beauty, that character, your intelligence, your kindness, your gentleness, your truth. Your strength, your honesty, all of those things surpasses the appearance. Matter of fact, it's those things that make you beautiful. Praise God. So I'm going to quickly give you a few things for our discussion that I call steps to becoming beautiful inside and out. Now, don't sit there and look at me. Please write these down. I believe these things are so important that maybe someday when you have a daughter and your son, you could use these same points to assure your kids that they don't have to be wayward in how they see themselves, what they think. Because if you don't get that thinking right first, of course, 
they're going to be whacked out. Fathers, tell your children how beautiful they are. Verbalize it. Open your mouth. Tell your daughter you have beautiful hair. I like your eyes. Your eyes remind me of grandma. Then tell her who grandma was. Tell them. Get behind the thing and, and, and give. Young people want to know why. Tell them why. Be clear to them. The first point is this, and you should know. Acknowledging God as king. Placing him first in everything. Young people, I wouldn't be in church as much as some of you are and not love God like you should. You don't know everything right now. You're so limited in, in your understanding. And we've, we've ministered in this church that even young men, you don't even know how to think until really past 26 when everything starts to click. And girls, just because you think fast don't mean you're thinking right either. So you really need to acknowledge who God is and stop playing games because you're going to end up like that woman sitting across the way at 40, still messed up because she did not acknowledge God. He is your creator. He knows stuff about you you, you will never know about yourself. But if you want to know, ask Jesus. I got, Somebody gave me a gift and they said, IDK, meaning I don't know, but over here it said, ask Jesus. And I give you permission. Stop trying to tell people stuff they don't want to hear. And point them back to the word of God. Because guess what? You're not the only person they didn't listen to. They're wasting your time. My husband and I was talking yesterday. He's like, we're tired of wasting time. Don't ask us if you don't want to listen. You need to have a Bible. You know what the Bible means, right? This, this is what they told me. The Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. In other words, it's a manual that you can live by. I don't care what degree you have. I don't care what you want from life. I've learned how to be a better mother just by reading the word of God. Amen? Praise God. Value nothing as much as your relationship with the Lord. And some of us, this is not true. You do value other things. And you've got to be honest with yourself. And you've got to make a decision to change that. Choose God and make it known that God is absolutely supreme in your life. So when old boy walk up on you, you don't waver. Because inside of you is the Holy Ghost already. And so that discernment kicks in. And you, instead of you grinning, you look at him in his face and say, you don't want to be ugly because we, remember we're kind. And you just say, not today. You understand? Not today, Jimmy. You ain't getting any. Hallelujah. But God is... I say and I will say, you, you know, every time I have an opportunity to young women, my relationship with God 
is the best birth control a young woman can have. Condoms break. That's what I heard on the street. But because of my great love and keeping God supreme in my life, I avoided so much chaos that a lot of you are facing today. And some of this chaos takes a lifetime, even though you came to the altar and you cried and you snotted and you repented. Some of those consequences you still had to live out. So the earlier you put him on the throne of your heart, the better life will be. Hallelujah. I want to have a sorority. I want to have one. I want to have a sorority that's called Kingdom Girls, sold out for real. I don't know what our colors would be, but you know the red is good with me because if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus that washed my sins away, yeah, it makes everything white. You want to be a part of my sorority? It's going to cost you everything. It's not a place for wimps. It's not a place for silly women. It's not a, a place for wayward wives. You married him, but you really want to run him. That's not a part of this girl's dream team. Kingdom women, we've got we've, we to we make a shift in some things. All right, let's move on. Uh, and let me just say this. That unequally yoked thing is real. It's really real. Don't ignore the red flags. You done kept your life in God. Now listen, I don't care if we don't get through. I, that's why I don't, I'm not like the other pastors and people. I don't tell you how many points I got. Because if I don't get to them, you won't ever know. <laughs> but listen to me. Being unequally yoked, laying beside old Joe night after night, won't brush his teeth since the day he said I do. Come on now. I can't touch that because you, you, you made a vow with him. You have a covenant. You wouldn't do the premarital stuff. And, 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 and I'm coming for you too. Some of y'all went through and you still knew that you had flags waving at you. That was the whole point of it. Don't ignore the flags. You, you just can't wait for somebody to be be hitched with you so you can walk into the sanctuary, but has he been walking in here with you yet? Ten times out of a thousand, he ain't coming through those doors afterwards either. Unequally yoked, it'll bring a strong woman down. Praise God. Somebody needs to hear that. You were once beautiful on the deep on the inside. And used to come into the house of God. And the fragrance of the Holy Ghost was all up on you. But now that you done gotten married to old Joe. 
He won't brush his teeth. He don't even open his Bible. He don't even lead you in prayer at Thanksgiving. He don't even know how to tell the Lord thank you. He don't even know a song to get you through the wilds of the day. So be careful. Choose carefully. Have ears to hear. Have your heart open. I'm a strange kind of bird. You understand? So when my husband chose me, he knew what he was getting. Because I was down there in that little old country church. I was with them old saints. I had my dress so, you know I'm short. And, uh, and I was, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the church wasn't even full. I would get there early. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, I, I know you hear me. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever I saw the older women doing, I would do. I would practice it. And then I would leave the church house and I would get down on my knees at night by my bed. I heard my mama in the other room and she was saying, thank you, Jesus. And 32 years later with my husband, we're saying, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know. Y'all know I'm very precise, but I don't know what has happened to me. Thank you, Jesus. You're too precious. Let me give you another point. Accept the you that you truly are. Be the gift that you look for in everyone else to yourself. We got to pay attention to ourselves. We get real serious when we go to the doctor and they say, oh, it looked like. What if we lived intentionally on point about ourselves all the time? Affirm yourself. Every morning you should stand in front of the mirror and just bless your body from the crown of your head to the soles of my feet every day. Toothpaste in my mouth, I'm thinking if I can't say it. I bless myself, for you have blessed me. I thank you that you've been a buckler and a shield of protection. I decree over my life, God, that you said that I'm in this crazy world, but I don't have to be crazy. I thank you, Lord, that you have just caused my path to be straight. I thank you that you've given your angels a charge over me to go and search out my path, that they remove every crazy person today that won't get my attention. I decree that the sun will shine even though there's clouds outside. Starting with your feet and just move up decreeing what you want to see to be in yourself. Get that picture of somebody else out of your mind and get your mind on you. How beautifully and how wonderfully made you are by God. 
And anything that you don't like, talk to him. He's the manufacturer. I guarantee you he can do something about it. He might say, go on down to uh, Von Mar and walk up to the Chanel counter. And they got your, that, that, that special little shade that would just enhance what you already are. You understand? Because my shade may not do anything for you. But God will lead and guide you in all truth about yourself. Give thanks to the Lord at all times for your life. And this is a good one. Use your youthful years and energy to invest in yourself. And do it now. Don't wait for Joe. Invest in yourself. Do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good. That does not add any condemnation in your life. Be good to you. Be nice to you. Be kind to you. Don't say ugly things about you. Praise God. Self-love is a gift. You get to choose the bow. You get to choose the tissue paper. You need to just love yourself. Men, you too. I don't care how many fast cars you pass. That Toyota is paid for. Bills are paid. Wife's happy. Children are good. College is paid for. Nobody's in jail. Let that Ferrari keep running. Because it ain't paid for. And where he's trying to go, the wife is making up her mind if she's going to stay or leave. She's lonely in that big old house. Self-love is a gift. Here's another one. Declutter your thoughts and your inner thinking. This is where you remove and properly dis uh, destroy unresolved issues. As kingdom citizens, ladies, I dare not say get over it. I say get through it. And you don't have to get through it by yourself. There, there's help for us. And I, I got a council of women I brought together here uh, about a month ago. We're working on some things to ignite our sorority. We're going to be righteous women. And we're going to have a ton of fun wearing our colors of character and kindness and gentleness. And we're going to start it right here among each other. We're going to practice it in this house. We want to be known as women that are the real deal. How am I going to love somebody down the street, my friend, Pastor Alicia at Eagle's Nest, if I don't love you? Walking down this long hallway, and I saw you standing there. All you got to do is look my way. You don't even have to say anything. Even in social distancing, your eyes can talk. Nod your head. Just let people know that you acknowledge that they were there. They are another human spirit. And all of us need to know that somebody recognized us. There was a show, a series that you want to go where somebody knows your name. There's no better sound than somebody saying, hi, Denise. Hi, Janice. Hi, Sarah. That's your name. Praise God. Practice in the decluttering. This is a good place to start. Practice for, uh, forgiveness 
and properly closing doors everywhere. You need your mother. Maybe you could take the high road, be the first to bring it up. Maybe you could navigate your way into that situation with your sister you haven't talked to for years. Praise God. You, you can start by detoxing your inbox, your text messages, your thoughts, eliminating relational wet waste. Life can become quite unpleasant when all you do is spend days thinking on the stinky stuff. And we have had a lot of months in this last 2020. We had a lot of time on our hand. What did you do with it? How did you come through that? Are you better for it? What did you do with all that time? What did you do last year? Are you stuck? You don't have to remain stuck. Take a mental vacation. Begin to meditate on beautiful and rewarding things. And seemingly, those old scar tissues of yesterday will begin to fade away. You got to replace it. It's not just going to go away. And forgiveness is a great start. Let me give you another one. Eliminate all negative influences in be wanting to become beautiful. I, I'm, I'm telling you these things because I had to go this road. Eliminate all negative influences, people, places, things, and memories. I'm, I'm just really surprised how memories of old stuff can really paralyze women. You got to let it go. You got to get that picture out of your head. That man is with another woman now. Get you another picture. You understand? He's a fool. He really is. Because look at his behavior. You were a good woman. You took care of that house. You took care of him when he wasn't taking care of you for a long time. That's the sign of a foolish person. Find your personal rhythm and flow in life. I like this one. Amputate dead things to avoid infection and contamination again. And, you know, whatever. I mean, the smell of some things that's contaminated should be enough. Eliminate frustrations and irritations, annoyances, displeasures, pains, and doubt, and replace them with all good things. The Bible says, think on what? These things. You get, you get to choose. What is amputated must be restored. Don't leave voids empty. Fill it with wholesomeness and good things. This work is for you to do. You get to fill it with all precious things, not others. You have the power to choose. Is this good for you? Here's another point. Learn to value you and your self-worth daily. 
Learn to value you and your self-worth daily. Love yourself. This is a mystery ingredient to self-fulfillment. Now, guys, this sounds like just words, but if you really tap in on this, you're going to be some of the happiest women in the city of Omaha because you're not going to be saying, if I could just get this job, if I can just get $10 more thousand dollars, if I could just move over here, move over there, acquire this, if I could just get them to recognize me. You don't have to do all that. Learn to be good and kind to yourself, tender and attentive. Here's a good one. This should be a t-shirt. Your priority should be you. Now, I'm not teaching you selfishness. I'm giving you wisdom to how to love yourself. Because out of loving you is how you're going to love me and others. Love thy what? Neighbor as what? You're too expensive and too rare. You're not a cat. You do not have nine lives. That's what they say. It's one of you. Make the best of it. I give you permission to be the best you you can ever become. That goes both for men and women. People need life coaches because they have not read the Bible. <laughs> you need one. And I'm not kicking life coaches and therapists and counseling, counselors because we have them. But they make sense because we read the Bible before we got them. And we make sure that what they're trying to tell us aligns with the word of God. Because if you don't know the word of God, and the first point was to acknowledge God first in everything, they'll have you going down crystals and, and, and rubbing them and all this kind of stuff and putting them in your car. You understand? But you got to read the book first before you sit on somebody's couch. And I dare say lay down on their couch. Praise the name of Jesus. Teenage girls, you need your moms, your grandmas, your aunts, your teachers, your role models, the godly ones. Don't shut them out. Don't stop talking. Come out of those bedrooms. Stop being in your bedroom. Get down there and just be with your mom. Whatever she's doing, just be there alongside her. It'll bless her life. It's a painful thing for moms to feel like their children don't want to be with them. It's painful. It's hurtful. You talk to everybody. She hear you up there giggling and talking and texting. And then when she say, uh, Janet, it's time to eat. Then you come down like you've been sucking on lemons. How ugly. Don't make me sing my song. For the nine months I carried you. Growing inside of me, no charge For the nights I sat up with you Doctored you, prayed for you, no charge And then, you know what moms need to sing in the kitchen?
kitchen. What have you done for me lately? Ooh, yeah. She done cook for you. She done change your nasty diapers. Those explosive, you know, wasted diapers. Had food on the table. She missed meals that you don't even know about. She bought for you shoes when she put tape on the bottom of her soles. She was there for you, and you weren't ever there for her. When everybody else was talking about you, she said, come on home. I'll hold you through this. I'll be there. I'll stabilize you. I'm like the ever-ready battery. I'm always ready. Praise God. Stand strong is my next one. Stand strong on your core values and do not compromise. Choose your friends, jobs, relationships, church, your whole belief system on the word of God. Select women to come alongside you that has godly character, able to teach you, and that are, that are willing to share their stories because we all have stories. Beware of changing with every trend or pop culture just to please others. Everything don't look good on you. And just because it'll stretch big enough for you to get in it, don't mean you need to wear it. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Let me just say, here's a good one for women, and I think I'll, yeah, almost there. We're almost there. Oh, we're doing, all right. Here's it. Define and design. I like this one. Define and design the life you want so you can live in it today. Say it with me. What? Design, define and design the life you want so you can live in it. Not tomorrow. I said today. That's what y'all get for watching these screens. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the awesome responsibility to be the architect of your life. You get to design it with cabinetry, floor treatment, wall treatments, windows. Do you like a lot of daylight? Just imagine. You're the architect. Get you a hard hat. You don't have to get a yellow one. When we start building this, this structure here and filling it in, the building team gave me a pink one. I was going to wear it in here today for this point. And when you're designing, just remember, everything that's shiny and flashy is not always real. So pay attention to buying good products, good materials, that when the winds and the rains of life comes to beat up on your life, your house, or whatever you design, that after all that wind and all that blowing like last night, you will still be standing only by the grace of God. 
because greater is he that is in me than the winds and the rains, the ups and the downs. I have a father who have already promised he will never leave me, nor will he ever forsake me. That is a precious promise. You're the master builder of your life. You get to become your own interior designer. You get to put the textures and the colors that brings out the best of you. It's going to take discipline, diligence, and determination not to be looking over at the other drafting table, looking at what somebody else is designing. You do you. Just do you. Will you look at your neighbor and say, just do you? I like it when it's you. Make every day count. And this starts with a daily decision. And as you've heard it said before, no time is better than the now time. Be present in the moment and get to building. 